Hello and welcome to Dirt Technology Podcast. My name is Ryan Lancer and I am your host. Well, this is a long time coming. I've had plans on doing this podcast for quite some time and uh, both my businesses have just been super busy lately. So it's taken me some time to get this all set up and uh, to actually do it. And uh, I've, I've known for a while that I needed to do a podcast and I've uh, been I've had it in the works and uh, I've kind of had the layout out there and planned it and talked to people about it and and I had posted on uh, social media a while back you know podcast coming soon and uh, just got busy with the day-to-day of everything and and COVID and 2020 and everything that happened and I uh, was just you know running my businesses and and staying busy and uh I was on LinkedIn kind of flashing back through some old posts and I happened to see that uh, it's a, you know, my original podcast post that I had said podcast coming soon uh, was actually three months ago. And I was like, man, three months, it flew by so fast. But, you know, everything's been, uh, despite everything happening in our, uh, in our world and country, uh, construction, I think, has been booming still, and uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, we're going into a strong 2021 in this industry, and um, technology is definitely advancing rapidly, um, and uh, that's why we're here. So this podcast is going to be called Dirt Technology, and the whole premise is um, that we're going to you know, debut and show uh, some of the, the best latest and greatest technology available for uh, earthwork, earthwork excavation contractors out there. Um, And that can have anything to do with software, uh, machine control, GPS machine control, survey equipment, um, as some of the social media aspects of kind of where things are going with social media and and excavation and earthwork construction and mining. Um, It's definitely uh, ramping up. Things are ramping up and, and, uh, I'm going to go into a little bit about my history and where I come from and and my background and where I am today and where we're going and and kind of the purpose of this whole podcast and kind of this is just our introductory episode one, if you will, Uh, introductory to get you interested in in what we have to say and what we're going to do and our plan for this podcast. And if you're interested in in following along and and listening, then, uh, you know, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome if you if you would. So I'm going to start with uh, my story a little bit, kind of go way back bring it back to today and then kind of go into the future. So first off, who, who am I? I'm Ryan, Ryan Lancer. I'm 39 years old. Um, kind of a serial entrepreneur, um, moved out at a young age, 15 and a half. I left home. Uh, didn't even have my driver's license yet. Moved out of state by myself. And, uh, within a few weeks had my first job and, uh, I was actually living in Pahrump, Nevada, anybody knows where that is it's it's about an hour from las vegas little small town it's it's grown a lot since then um, but it's still kind of a small town feel away from vegas just over the california border desert area um in between there's kind of a testing zone on this side of nellis air force base and then perump and then the california border but uh so anyways, I moved back to California at 15 and a half. Uh, I was given a Mustang at age 13 from my parents and I had worked on it and rebuilt the motor and got it going. And at 15 and a half, I, 
I pawned my TV and I pawned my 10-inch speakers from the, the back seat of my Mustang at the local pawn shop. I filled up uh, my Mustang with a tank of gas and I headed to California. And I arrived in California about 9 o'clock at night with $20 uh, bill in my pocket. That's all I had left. And uh, empty tank of gas, no food, and uh, didn't have a plan, had no idea what I was going to do and where I was going to sleep. And, uh, and, uh, so I, I went through a drive through grabbed a McDonald's, um, Big Mac combo. And that was, you know, five bucks. And I pulled around to the gas station on the corner and filled up my tank with the rest of my $15 and, uh, and, and sat there for a minute, ate my hamburger and decided, you know, what, okay, now what, now what am I going to do? And, uh, kind of ended up, finding a place to stay with a relative that I hadn't seen in, in a long, long time on my father's side of the family. And I went and knocked on the door at 10 o'clock at night and said, Hey, I'm, I'm here. And, and it was actually my grandmother and, and she hadn't seen me since I was very little I and mean, seven or eight years old. And, and she was like, Oh wow, you're, you're here. Uh, yeah, come on in, come on. in." she didn't recognize me and she, she let me in and, and, uh, gave me a place to stay. And, um, gave me a room and, and she had the whole house to herself. So she kind of gave me a room. Her, my grandfather had passed away and she had the whole house. So, uh, so anyways, I, uh, immediately, uh, I knew I had to work. I knew I had to make money. So I immediately started looking for a job, you know, opened up the paper and started calling the landscape jobs. And, and of course I wasn't 16 yet. So I had to kind of find something. So anyways, I found a, uh, found a landscaping job, uh, the next town over under the table and the guy paid me $5 an hour cash and I pretty much became a human uh, trencher for a few years, uh, maybe about a year. So I dug trenches. I did, uh, I went wherever the trenching machine could not go. So if it was right next to a fence or in between rocks or on a hill or on a slope or, or too hard for the trenching machine, then I would pick it pickaxe, shovel, and dig. And I did that day after day, 12 hours a day, six days a week for a year. I lost 75 pounds in the process and I uh, learned a lot. I learned a lot about hard work. And uh, that kind of that kind of uh, started my journey in, in, you know, laboring and being a hard, hard worker. And, uh, and from there, I got a job over the summer um, helping my dad build a a big house out on a uh, home for his, his, uh, his boss. And his boss happened to be an excavation contractor. And, um, I was framing every weekend, helping, helping frame the house. And, and, uh, the boss, you know, my dad's boss saw me and he's like, man, this, this kid's a hard worker and he's hustles and he works hard. And, and, uh, and he had a guy running a Bobcat, uh, around that time, a young kid running a Bobcat maybe in his early twenties. And, uh, and so he, uh, something happened there. I'm not sure what, and he, he, that guy left or, or disappeared. And, uh, next thing you know, you know, he offered me a job said, Hey, uh, come labor. And eventually, you know, you'll get in a Bobcat and eventually you'll learn equipment. And so I, uh, I took him up on it and, uh, uh, that was done sanded by Celia, California. And I worked there three, four years uh, on a shovel labor Worked my way up to small equipment, skip loaders, bobcats, demo, saw cutting. Um, pretty much the way he ran it was kind of a one-man small operation. I'd go out with a one-ton and 
uh, and a bobcat with you know three buckets and a saw cutting machine and and a demo hammer and you know I'd go demo grade get the parking lot ready to pave and I'd do it all by myself um, and you know he'd send a dump truck out to load up and and it'd just be a one man crew and so I was doing that for three four years and uh, busting butt working eighty ninety hundred hour weeks several you know every week week after week making I think at that point six dollars an hour still cash under the table. And uh, so I was at this point, you know, I'm 17, 18 years old, and I'm getting good at I'm getting good at dirt work. I'm getting good at grading, and, and I'm, I'm a hustler. I work hard, and uh, we get this paving parking lot job in town. And uh, so, you know, he sends me out there like normal by myself with a bobcat and a, a Baker Olson and a skip loader, and I, I demo out the parking lot and by morning and. I, I smooth up the base rock and, and have an, a little extra load thrown in and I, I kind of grade it out and get it all ready and prepped for asphalt and tack the edges and run the roller and, and call them up, you know, one o'clock. Like, hey, we're ready for asphalt. And asphalt crew shows up and paves. And end of the day, they all go home and leave and, and I'm sleeping, finishing up, cleaning up the job, uh, getting ready to uh, head out for the day. And this little short man uh, walks out from across the street at uh, Ryan's Place restaurant. And uh, he goes, hey, I've, I've been watching you all day. And he goes, uh, you just did in one day what our three or four or five-man crews take two or three days to do uh, at our business, at our company. And uh, you need to come work for us. And uh, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And I just thought it was normal to work that hard and, and didn't think nothing of it. And uh, so I talked to him a little bit and, and exchanged information. And uh, and his name was Glenn Hartwell. I'm, and since then has, has uh, retired. But he was uh, he was an estimator for a company called Mark Hoffman uh, General Engineering in Tulare. And uh, I, I ended up taking the position and uh, went over there and started as a as an operator and from there started learning uh, motor grader, skip skip loader still, motor grader, scraper, water truck, you know, all the all the basic equipment just kind of starting out and I worked my way up to uh foreman and and had a crew under me and was running jobs and then I was running multiple jobs and and uh and then every once in a while the old man, you know, he'd call me in into the office and say, "Hey, I need some help estimating. Can you do this takeoff and and whatnot?" And, and uh so I helped him a little bit and, and he was, you know, he was happy. He was teaching me stuff and, and I was still busting ass, doing, doing dirt and moving dirt and busting ass like I always did. And, uh, one day, uh, we had a, in the yard, we were loading up a roller and we had a trailer malfunction and fall on a guy. And I went over there to lift it up and in the process of lifting it up off of him so he could get out with the roller on it, I, I injured my back and threw my back out. And I was early 20s at the time. And, uh, you know, I'm fine. I can still work. And I think I missed a day or half a day of work. And, well, anyways, they didn't want me to overdo it. They were worried about me making it worse. So they decided to bring me in the office for, uh, you know, a week or so, let me heal up. And uh, and besides that, he needed some help estimating anyway. So so I went, I went to the office and uh, started helping Glenn. And... I uh, started doing takeoffs on this program called AgTech. Uh, back then, it was uh, Site 98. It was a old digitizer board, about 
three three foot by four foot uh, slanted you know plan table and we had a digitizer and there was no on screen there was no PDFs you know you taped the paper down and you scaled it with a old school ruler and you made your little you know, triangle your 90 degree marks and you scaled it and you know you highlighted your little scale marks and scaled it and digitized on the screen and I just thought it was the best thing in the world I was I was doing takeoffs and uh, it's getting good at it getting good at it and learning how to estimate and learning what 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 he needed for takeoffs so he could estimate and um uh, and basically, they never let me leave the office. They uh, Lynn liked having help so much and liked what I was doing with the estimating that he uh, he said, "I'm not letting I'm not letting Ryan go back in the field. I'm, I'm taking him in here, so putting him under, taking him under my wing, and I'm going to teach him how to estimate." So I learned from an old school estimator getting ready to retire how to bid dirt the old way, pencil and paper and gridding and everything, the whole nine yards. So. Anyways, I uh, I went on to um, went on to become the operations manager of that company at age 24. Believe it or not, um, at age 24, I was running the entire company. This is pre 2008, and going into 2008, and we were strictly at this time a residential excavation company doing residential subdivisions all over town and and all over the valley, and uh, we I became operations manager we went from 4 million to 12 million we went from about 8 employees to about 56 employees and everything was booming going great um owner was happy i was estimating running the operations manager running the whole company you know hiring firing the whole nine yards at 24 which is kind of crazy to think and uh and then uh 2008 the bottom fell out and residential went away overnight and uh he company folded um we got left uh, unpaid on a couple million dollar projects we had a lot of labor and materials and pipe in the ground and we owned most of the equipment but uh it still hurt you know a couple million not getting paid and the developers boarded up the windows and office and were out of town overnight so he went to knock on the door to get the check and they were gone you didn't know where they went they were just gone so that kind of changed the dynamic in the whole uh in 2008 and the whole market crashed. So I had been wanting to get my class A general engineering license in California so I could eventually go out on my own and, and do my own company. So I figured it was time. It was time to do that. So I took the test, uh, passed, got my A general engineering license, which is still active today. And I started uh, putting bids out and, and, and contracting and doing little projects, sewer laterals and demo and patch paving and everything. And and I got by for a year or two in the slow times right post 2008. And I was I was getting by. It wasn't great. It was tough. Uh, I struggled and pushed and struggled. And I made it two years. And uh, right around that time, uh, one of my buddies who had a concrete company that was blowing up needed some estimating help. So I went to work for him. And we actually created a general engineering company and, and grew that real, real well. And it grew. And... Um, he ended up getting into some back tax trouble that I didn't know about and kind of started to lose the company. So I started looking for a job elsewhere and I got on at Emmett's Excavation in Clovis as a estimator. Uh, went there, worked my way up to chief estimator and I was there about uh, eight or ten years, about eight years. And uh, about ten years ago, 
10 years ago in the middle of that process, I started doing takeoffs on weekends and, and it was just one a week, you know, one a weekend on my own to make a little side money here and there to pay my truck payment or whatnot, have a little extra spending cash. And, uh, cause I enjoyed doing it and enjoyed helping contractors and, and that was 10 years ago. So it grew into what it is today, which is affordable site model. We have 10 full-time technicians. Um, I guess this is on where I am now. So today, affordable site model. Uh, we are Earthwork Takeoff GPS machine control company. We, perf- we have over 500 clients nationwide. We perform full uh, GPS machine control data. We build it for Tremble, Topcon, Leica, uh, for contractors all over the United States. Uh, we have 10 full-time staff engineers here in the office, and um, we're, and we're growing. We're growing year over year, um, and it's, it's it's exciting. It's fun. And we kept getting asked to do drone stuff and drone uh, topoing, drone surveying, if you will, and and uh, measuring stockpiles and measuring volumes. So, and I had already always been in RC growing up. My dad was in RC airplanes and, and whatnot, so, and I was already messing around with drones, and so I thought, well... Yeah, maybe there's a way I could measure a stockpile with with a drone with pictures because I had been climbing stockpiles with a rod and doing it the old school way. I just had the idea one day is uh, 10 years ago to start. Well, probably about yeah, about 10 years ago to start measuring my stockpiles and stuff I needed to measure or sites with with a drone with my drone. So I started figuring out and, and, and learning and trying to figure out how to do it and studying. And and then I realized wow, there's this thing called photogrammetry and they've been doing this for a long time with airplanes already, with airplanes and cameras. And well, drones, nothing but a cheaper airplane that flies lower and has a better camera. So um, before I even knew photogrammetry was a thing and before I, know it was even, before I knew it was even being done, I thought I had created the idea. I thought I came up with it and I, I didn't. I come to find out it, it was an actual thing, but um, I wanted to figure out how to do it with drones. So I started Skydirt about five years ago in the middle of affordable site model. I started Skydirt, and uh, that is our drone division that does drone surveying, drone mapping, and uh, and we're growing, you know, year over year. And uh, affordable site model is growing, everything's going good. But anyways, it's not a, enough about me. So that uh, so that brings me to today and and where I am now, and then. Um, Basically, I started this whole podcast to um, shed light on dirt technology and the and the, the the coolest latest stuff that's coming out and drones and tech and GPS machine control and social media and I think there's a cool mo- movement going on and, and uh, dirt and mining sites are are uh, getting more uh, recognition online and uh, we're trying to attract new new people to the industry and, and help find uh, employees and help and workers, which is really hard. One of the biggest problems right now is finding young people that want to get into this line of work and uh, kind of want to help further the market, educate, entertain, um, show, show people out there, um, youngsters today, that this is a cool industry to get into. You can pave your way. You can, you can have a great career. You make good money. Um, doing something you love, enjoy, be outside every day, work with technology and drones. And it's, it's exciting because I started in the field grade checking with uh, Swedes. I don't know if you know what Swedes are, but um, some of you old timers probably know, uh, you know, eye levels and, and whatnot. But Swedes, we'd, we'd weld together three um, tubes still with a flat plate on bottom and a flat plate on top, and they'd be the exact same size. 
and you would uh, you'd, you'd make grade on one side of the job, one side of the parking lot, and you'd make grade on the other side, and you set the two Swedes on each side, and then you set the Swede in the middle, and you would line the two outer ones up with your line of sight, and you'd bend down and line them up, and the middle one would be higher or lower, and you could see, and you could literally call out grade, and the guy in the middle holding the middle Swede, you down a tenth. So he'd dig a hole and set the Swede down, and you say, down half a tenth, and he'd dig a hole and set the Swede down, and he'd say, okay, grade, and he'd make a mark, and then you'd slide him over and do it again, and slide him over and do it again. And we graded tons of base rock and tons of parking lots and um, Walmart parking lots and dealership parking lots, and we never had GPS, and we never had lasers, and, and, and we did a great job. I mean, it was perfect, paved, smooth, everybody was always happy, and, you know, efficient, efficient and fun, and outside of the sun all day and and then uh along came uh, gps gps and uh you know lasers first and then gps and and then uts and and technology is just rapidly advancing now in this industry and it's really cool where we're headed i think it's really awesome i think uh, it's, it's a game changer i think it's going to help if we show should we show the technology in this space and what's coming uh, I think we can build some excitement in the generations to come and maybe get some more um, some more workers coming into the industry, which is what we need because, uh, as you know, you know, uh, old-timers are retiring every day at a massive rate, and those are the guys that know how to do it. Those are the guys that know how to do it old school, and uh, they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone soon, and there's going to be a whole new way of doing things, and it's it's going to change overnight, and the industry is just... It's awesome. I'm so excited for it. I love I love it. I'm passionate about it. This is this is what I love doing. And uh so anyways, that's that's the gist of it. So where we're going with this podcast is um yeah, we're going to we're going to um we're going to show the the latest technology, the best technology out there coming. We're going to have uh different manufacturers on this platform. We're going to have um young go-getters and uh, entrepreneurial um, dirt excavation contractors that are coming up utilizing utilizing the technology to advance their company, be more productive, get more done uh, with less people because it's hard to find people. And and it really about innovation and innovators in the industry. That's that's really the whole gist of this, this podcast is uh, to highlight the innovators in this industry. And I'm, I'm excited to do it. We've got several set up. Uh, I think you guys are going to love it. Um, I've already been having some good phone uh, conversations about it, and everybody's jazzed. And some of the clients that are some of the uh, some of the people I've spoke to that potentially uh, are very interested in coming on the podcast are excited. And and man, we just talk. You, know, you can talk for hours about this stuff. It's so cool. Uh, what what's going on in the industry? It's just exciting to me. And uh, so yeah, it's just, we're just going to highlight you know blue collar workers, innovative, uh, innovative excavation contractors, uh, big and small, um, anybody that has new tech, uh, and we're not going to be biased to any one manufacturer. Um, this is uh, this is you know there's no sponsors or anything like that. We're just we're just going to put it out there what what's out there. We're going to show you. We're going to teach you. We're going to educate you. We're going to entertain you, um, and that's that's the whole plan. So. I hope you uh, I hope you follow along. I hope you uh, listen. I hope you enjoy it, and I'm really excited. Looking forward to it. Um, we're gonna be posting on a regular schedule, so stay tuned. And uh, that's all I got for today. But 
Intro episode one, Dirt Technology. This is Ryan Lancer signing out, and I uh, look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And uh, see you later. <laughs>